Bill and Joe Harding, advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of an extremely violent tornadoes. I've never seen a link on IMVD where you had to hit read all. Just to get the word tornadoes? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Keeping it in. This is Ryan. This is Ashley. And this is ruining our childhood. Yes. We didn't say it together. Oh, sorry. Eh. Ruining, ruining our, our childhood. childhood. There you go. Yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome back. To another amazing episode of Ruining Our Childhood. This week, we're doing the 1996 classic Twister. Twister. Did you say Twista? Twista. Yeah. Twister. I'm excited. Are you? I haven't seen this movie in so long, but I used to watch it a lot. Really? When I was like 12. You're one of those kids. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about how I was not one of those kids. Oh. I saw it once, and once was enough. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, though, I was terrified of tornadoes growing oh. up. I think that's why I didn't like this movie. Makes I sense. Just, I don't like watching movies that reaffirm my fears. Yeah. I'd rather watch something that challenges my fears to be like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Not, here's something happening exactly how you thought it would happen. And we regularly had tornado warnings and watches where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a normal fear for me. Right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lived in a place that had any weather like that. So. Mm. I think I only remember like maybe two actual tornadoes. Mm-hmm remotely near where I lived. They didn't come down my street or anything like that. But I was... Just knock on your door. I was pretty afraid of them, though. <laughs> down your street. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> Hi, guys. Such a polite twister. Yeah. I'm here to ruin your house. Uh, so this was the this week's winner against Independence Day, which we realized that they both came out in 1996. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the connection. Other than... Action movie? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, end of the world events, but this is not about end of the world events. It's just about one area that's having really bad weather. Yeah. 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 And trying to figure out a way where they could get warnings out earlier. Okay, gotcha. See, I don't remember anything about this movie other than the two people that star in it. Okay. All right. And then it's about tornadoes, I mean, obviously. And twisters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very surprised Twister won, by the way. I thought Independence Day would take it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe our friends and fans know something that we don't know about this movie. It's terrible. <laughs> it does not hold up. It does not hold up. I'm just kidding. I have no clue. So, why don't you hit us with some 1996 facts, and we'll you know talk about some interesting pop culture. Mm-hmm. So... Just real quickly, this movie came out on May 10th of 1996, so it's 25 years old. Damn. Which is insane. Uh, what is your fun fact about 1996? <laughs> the only one that caught my eye that I thought would be fun to talk about, because I don't remember this at all, was at one point, blue M&Ms didn't exist. Yeah. Until this year, 1996. 
I remember voting for it. Oh, you're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> well, blue was my favorite color. Uh-huh. And... I always wondered why there wasn't a blue M&M, and then they gave me the option to vote for it. Okay. I didn't realize there was just a dark brown color and a light brown color, and they're like, let's change it up Mm -hmm. by making a not natural color. (laughs) (laughs) I I forget what the other colors were. I want to say like purple maybe was one of the options. Oh, as options? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting because it's something I... I vaguely remember, but I, again, always assumed there was blue M&M's. And then just the fact that I looked at, like, four different websites for a Puff Culture Act, and that was on every single one. It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say they did a promotion where there was white M&M's. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember that. Okay. And, but you needed to get a whole bag of, of white, white M&M's, yeah. and then you won, like, a million dollars. Right. But if you got just a few, it was like, meh. But I never even got a few in my bag. I think I got a few one time because I did really buy into those like gimmicks. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm surprised I don't really remember this. Maybe I just blocked it out. You were you're a couple years younger than me. Yeah. And I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Although the way I'm talking was like I created the promotion. (laughs) I remember the number I had to call. One eight hundred M and M. That's the, the, and I was just like, work. God, I hope blue wins. And then it won. And I was like, yeah. The other thing that's kind of funny is you think about Easter time. They had M&M's and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they did blue for Easter. They did red and green for Christmas. Maybe. But there was a time where they probably didn't do that. We're just, again, living our lives thinking they've always done this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just meshing it together. Yeah. Now I'm wondering when they started doing seasonal M&M's. I'm going to Google it. You're going to Google it? And never tell you guys, because (laughs) I'll forget. By the time we record the other part of this podcast, I'll totally forgotten about M&M's. We'll only want to talk about tornadoes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I assume we'll be talking a lot about tornadoes in this episode. I think the name of the movie is a good indication that's where this story is going to go. Or plot hole, or not the word I'm thinking of. Curveball? Curveball. <laughs> Plot hole. This movie will have little to no tornadoes. It was actually about hurricanes. Yeah. Who would have known it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though it's in the summary. Yeah. So what was your fact? My fact was, or, or story, I should say, is the murder of Tupac Shakur. I thought you were going to say John Bonet because that was one of them. That was one of them okay. as well. So... On September 7th of 1996, Tupac Shakur had attended a Mike Tyson and Bruce Seldon fight at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. After the fight, Shook Knight, one of his associates, spotted a rival gang member in the lobby of the MGM Grand Hotel, and there was a big brawl. Allegedly. Actually, this is not allegedly, because there's security (laughs) cam footage of it. So, they attacked Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, was his name. So, after fighting, at approximately 11.15 p.m., Tupac and Shook Knight pulled up to the intersection of Colval and Flamingo, and a vehicle pulled up aside them and shot four shots into the car, two of which struck Tupac in the chest. Allegedly. Yes. 
Despite having a flat tire, Shook Knight drove them or tried to drive them to the hospital. They got pulled over by the cops, Mm -hmm. of course, but the cops alerted paramedics and they came and transported him. He was on life support until September 11th. Actually, I'm sorry. He was on life support until September 13th when his mother removed him from life support and he passed away at 4.03 p.m. They did say in here they had to put him in a medically induced coma because he kept getting out of his hospital bed. (laughs) But he died when they um, tried to do a lung transplant. And then there's plenty of people in this world that do not think he died. Yeah, there's still people that believe that. Yeah. It's one of those things that it's like with like Elvis Presley, like, I think there's just people that don't want to believe that somebody so young, you know, really creative and kind of like a genius in his own right, like, mm-hmm. that they could just die. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're all just human and we all can die at any moment. Well, I know and a lo- an issue that people had with believing he was dead was there was so many albums that came out after he had passed away. Yeah. With New music. People could not wrap their head around the fact that he was a, he loved to record songs. So he had recorded, I want to say, 200 songs. So they had a catalog to put out, whereas I want to say Notorious B.I.G., they put out one album. Yeah. He didn't have a ton of stuff. It's crazy that it was 25 years ago, though, that he got shot. 25 years ago this week. That's true. That's crazy. He would have been like 50 now. That's, I was just thinking about that in the context of like there will be a time where even the people we think are somewhere on like an island just hanging out that fake their deaths time is going to catch up to them so they eventually they like Elvis Presley has to be dead by now even if he was alive the idea that JFK was living on an island like yeah now it's no longer plausible he would have been a hundred and something in 1996, when you were a kid and you saw like that Tupac died, did you, did that like register with you, or were you just not like even remotely in that era? Because I don't feel like your mom would be the type of person's like, yeah, you can listen to rap. They did not like us listening to rap, but I think this summer was when California Love had come out. Mm, that's catchiest, and that was a catchy song. So I knew that song, mm-hmm. and I became a much bigger fan the older I got. Yeah. But yeah. When your mom couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't go like, you can't listen to that. Same thing with like Biggie. I wasn't a big fan until this is when I started like listening to more hip hop and music like that was directed towards teenagers. Whereas prior to that, it was just music that my parents would play. That's true. Yeah. I was just thinking when I think of like that era of rap, I always think of the moral panic of white parents being like my kids are gonna be gang members yes i just remember there was a news story about it Mm -hmm. i vividly remember a news story about how rap was gonna flood the suburbs yes and kids were gonna start becoming gangsters and Mm -hmm. and And it shifted in about a year it became the goth panic and marilyn manson was going to ruin our children if we can panic about something yeah about our children. Mm-hmm. Every single generation has a, our children are being corrupted by A and B. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that disappears and it becomes, our children are being corrupted by this other thing. Yeah. Our children are being corrupted by TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was a panic a, like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, they're just making funny short videos. Leave these children alone. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Were you aware of who Tupac was at this time or no? A little bit. My brother was like just getting into rap Mm -hmm. and I pretty much just listened to whatever he listened to. Yeah. Until the Spice Girls rolled around and then it was all about them. There you go. (laughs) I will say, yeah, my oldest brother was really starting to get into like Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff like some Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. So that's when I did become more aware of it because he would let me listen to some of the stuff. I want to say one of the fun facts was that the Fugees had like one of the the biggest selling albums Mm -hmm. and my mom loved Killing Me Softly. So I did have parents that liked anything that was popular Mm -hmm. in music. So I, we, I always grew up with a wide array of musical tastes. Yeah. So I think the only pop song my mother ever got behind, check that there was two (laughs) smooth by Uh, Santana and Rob Thomas. That was a 40 year old woman's classic. And then the other one was the legendary Mambo Number no. 5. I don't even want to talk about it. I think I've talked about it before on this <laughs> podcast, how my mom loved that song to yeah. the point where she she drove me and my brother insane. Mm-hmm. But she did that to so many songs. Yeah. And being a kid, especially as a, a, a preteen, where you're like almost in this part of your life where you're like denying anything your parents do is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, any song that I'd play and then she started liking, I was like, oh, can't like the song anymore. See, but my mom had the ability to make herself uncool on the matter of one sentence. She could go, I really like that song Smooth by Dave Thomas. And then I was like, <laughs> problem solved. Do you think it's the guy from Wendy's? <laughs> she mommed it. She mommed it. Yeah. And I was like, you mean Rob? That's what I meant. <laughs> Dave Thomas. Thomas. (laughs) Good times. Yeah. Anyway, Twister. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's going to hold up? I think it has, from what I can remember, I think it's going to have an okay plot and the idea behind it. Where I worry is special effects. Mm. But I think the fact that you can just make it look like dirt's flying and people go, tornado, I'm going to say it's going to hold up. I'm also worried about the special effects, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to make a big guess. Again, I've only seen this movie once, I believe. I think it's going to hold up primarily on the performances of the two lead actors, and I know there's going to be a lot of well, hello there's, mm-hmm. I assume. I, I do think that they're it's going to hold up just based on that, but I am pretty worried about the special effects. I was going to say, you're going 25 years old special effects? I mean, I think of how... The special effects in episode one don't hold up, and mm-hmm. that came out four years after it. But I do think part of uh, George Lucas and his ambitions are to blame for that, whereas maybe here, it's like I said, it's just tornadoes. It's all yeah, we got to like really do. If they, if they keep it to a minimum. Yeah, and I think that's what it's going to be, so that's yeah. why I think it's going to hold up. Okay. Where can you stream this? You can stream this on HBO Max. Nice. Uh, I believe Freeform... Okay. Uh, the Freeform app, but if you have HBO Max, you wouldn't have to watch commercials. So yeah. that is the bad thing about some of those cable channel apps. Mm-hmm. For sure. And they always play the same like two commercials over yeah. and over again. There's you, a reason we have the Hulu commercial-free option. Right. <laughs> um, it's also on Fubo, and you can rent it. 
But wow. Yeah, it's on it's pretty much everywhere. Places. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go ahead and hit the... Pausey pause. Watch Twister and come back and talk about it. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye. And we're back. We just finished watching Twister. We did. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is called, Well, Hello There. Well, Hello There. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. Who did you notice? In the opening of the movie, there's just a nice little farm family enjoying their night. And then a storm hits, a.k.a. tornado. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep calling it a storm throughout this episode. I don't know why. That's what I wrote in my notes. The first person was Alexa Penavega. I didn't played, even realize that was her. Yeah, played Child Joe. Mm-hmm. And Alexa Penavega is from Spy Kids. Am I, did I spell her name right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spy Kids Nashville. Mm-hmm. And more recently voices an animated show called The Casa Grandes. I never realized that was her. Yeah. Well done by you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have a sharp eye. Yeah. My first one was a little low-flying plane. <laughs> there was a crop duster, and I, uh, that's what popped into my head. There's a lot of low-flying. Yeah. And stuff that, just in this sense of this movie, would not happen in a normal movie. Like no. Like low-flying fuel tanker. <laughs> yeah. But my real first one was the character of Melissa, played by Jamie Gertz. Um, she was on Square Pegs with... Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. back in the day. She's been on ER and some uh, episodes of This Is Us. And I believe she is actually married to the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she doesn't have to act. No. Mm-mm. Okay. I saw that her the last couple credits of hers are like a little spaced out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so. they have billions of dollars. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was actually going back to that first scene, uh, Richard Linebeck. Did you write any of those two people no. down? Okay. So Richard Linebeck plays Mr. Thornton, which is Joe's dad, mm-hmm. the dad from Varsity Blues. Okay. And then he was in an episode of Justified. Okay. And then Mrs. Thornton is played by an actress named Rusty Swimmer. Swimmer or Schwimmer? Is she related to David? No. Oh. Uh, Rusty Schwimmer. She plays Mrs. Thornton. She was in a couple episodes of Gilmore Girls. Okay. She plays the mean doula of uh, Sookie's, like when she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she, the doula, she hates okay. Lorelai. And then she's been in a bunch of stuff, but uh, more recently, a couple episodes of Lucifer. Okay. Or a episode of Lucifer. Very nice. Yeah. You have a very... Very good eye That's when it comes to picking out people. The first 10 minutes of this movie, I was just like, <sighs> so many people. <laughs> uh, so next I have the character of Bill. Mm-hmm. It was a very <laughs> big stretch on the actor they picked to play him. Bill Paxton. Yes. Uh, he was Chet in Weird Science. Yes. Starred on Big Love. Did some episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And unfortunately passed away about four years ago. Yeah. His uh, last acting credit was the Training Day TV series. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. She plays Joe Harding, and 
Helen Hunt's been in a bunch of stuff, obviously. Uh, as Good As It Gets, Mad About You, mm-hmm. more famously. And uh, recently, she's going to be in the Blind Spotting TV show. I don't know if it started, but it's based on a movie also called Blind Spotting. Okay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Next, I have the character of Dusty, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. He was in The Big Lebowski, Moneyball. Uh, his last acting credits were The Hunger Games, yes. uh, Mockingjay Part mm-hmm. 1 and Part 2, and he actually passed away as well, 2014. Yeah. It's been gone a long time. I know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is Sean Whalen. Mm-hmm. He plays Alan Sanders, uh, one of the guys that's part of their team. Sean Whalen, we've talked about him quite a bit on this podcast. People Under the Stairs, yep. Employee of the Month, mm-hmm. and more recently, he was on the TV show Keenan. Did that get I believe it renewed? got picked up, yeah. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next for me was Alan Ruck. He mm-hmm. played Rabbit. He was Cameron and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was on Spin City. Uh, more recently, he was on Succession. Yes. Joey Slotnick plays... Joey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think the writer is just like, I, I, just name yourselves. Yeah. When when you cast it, we'll just go with the name. It's fine. Um, Joey Slotnick, uh, A League of Their Own, mm-hmm. uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and was on an episode of Search Party this year. On yes, the last he was. season. Yeah, yeah. Not the last season, but the last season that was on. Mm-hmm. Because it's... Still going. It's still going, right? Yeah. I hope so. It's a great show. It got picked up for season five. I know nice. that. Yeah, very good show. The character of Lawrence, mm-hmm. played by Jeremy Davies. We remember him from Dawn of the Dead, a movie we did, but he was also on The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. And going back in the day, he was on Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I remember him most from is Lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, Carrie Elves. Elves. I always say his name. I question it. I want to say Elves. I always want to say Ew. <laughs> uh, he plays Doctor Jonas Miller, who's basically like the rival storm, storm chaser. chaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Bride, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Men in Tights, obviously. obviously. Uh, more recently, Stranger Things, and he's going to be in the new Mission Impossible. Yeah, I saw Mission. That colon impossible seven yeah yeah i'm excited yeah yeah next was the character of eddie mm-hmm. he is played by zach grenier he was in fight club yes. a ryan favorite he was on that awesome tv show that got canceled way too soon called brain dead with mary elizabeth weinstead that makes and sense. tony shalhoub because he's a favorite of the creators of mm-hmm. that because he was also in the good wife and the good fight yeah yep I was like, why does that guy look familiar? And I looked him up. I was like, God, I miss that show. There's a couple people like blink and you miss them. Yeah. Because on Carrie L's team, uh, Jonas Miller, Mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of random actors that barely have any lines. Yeah. But one of them is Anthony Rapp. I didn't even see him. I saw him for a brief second. Okay. And I was like, that's Anthony Rapp. Uh I'm sure I'll have a line later. (laughs) Nope. And we never saw him again. Never see him again. (laughs) Um, He plays Tony, so he has a name. Okay. Uh, Anthony Rapp is Also, short for Anthony. (laughs) 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 It's it's so weird that some of these people, yeah, like have full names and some of them are just like, just use your name. Yep. 
He was in Rent. Mm-hmm. And Dazed and Confused. Yep. Road Trip. Road Trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently, he's on the Star Trek Discovery TV show. Oh, okay. Very yeah. nice. Another one of those you blink and you miss them was the character of The Communicator. <laughs> what? Played by Patrick Fleischer. Mm-hmm. He was on Mad Men, Lost. He's going to be on the new season of American Crime Story, which comes out this week. Yes. Was it on Mad Men where he plays that jerk comedian? The, yeah. yeah. And then he just keeps insulting the people whose commercial he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dick. He but was. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Lois Smith. Mm-hmm. She plays Meg Green, who's Joe's aunt. Her, like, cool, kind of hippie-ish aunt yeah, yeah. that everybody loves. Lois Smith, the biggest thing I know her from is True Blood. Mm-hmm. She plays Gran. Sookie's grandma. Yeah. And uh, more recently, she was in the movie Lady Bird. Yeah. And she's done some uh, Ray Donovan episodes. Mm-hmm. That lady's 91. That's crazy. Yeah. My last one was the character of Willie, who was another one of Jonas's people. He was played by Gregory Sporletter. Yes. He was in The Rock. Mm-hmm. Not Dwayne Johnson, the movie. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Dwayne not in Dwayne Johnson. He was in True Blood. That's yes. where I remember him he from. He plays the. Uh, Crystal's. Yeah, the Daddy Panther. Yeah, Daddy Panther. Yeah. And then he's also was in Agent uh, Carter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you have any other ones? No, that was it. Okay. You want to take a quick break? Yes. And we'll be right back. Okay. Okay, and we're back. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, any offensive jokes, or any technology. Do you have any fashion? I had a couple. Okay. Uh, not a lot, though. A lot of good sunglasses in oh, the movie. yeah. Yeah. But it was back in the time period where the lenses were really tiny. I totally wanted a pair. Mm-hmm. But- you can get them, because... They are readily available because uh, they're popular again. And I don't know why. Because that's just life. Yeah. But the character of Dusty, which is <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, he is very eccentric. Mm-hmm. But at one scene, he's wearing this hoodie that I don't think is intended to be a hoodie. It's a very weird, like, almost blanket that he's kind of wearing. And then he has goggles on. But I don't feel like he's wearing the goggles ironically. <laughs> Like, he just liked them. Well, if you think about it, they almost all should be wearing goggles at all times because things happening around Projectiles them. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody should have an eye patch. Yes. It's a wonder. <laughs> and this movie is set basically in one day. Mm-hmm. So everybody's pretty much wearing the same clothes. Yes. Throughout the movie. I, I did, like, Joe's classic outfit of white tank top, and khakis. Yeah. I don't know if she had multiple pairs because it was never dirty. And I think she would have had to have because when they went to her aunt's house and mm-hmm. took showers, they all got cleaned up. That's true. So, I was just yeah. thinking because I'm like, you've been in multiple storms at this point. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it later. How How is your white t-shirt still white? Yeah. You know? I mean, Bruce Willis was in Nakatomi Plaza for like a few hours and he was filthy. Right. That white t-shirt didn't hold up. 
That's a good point. Or I should say white tank top. It wasn't a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any dated references? I had two. Okay. I love the fact that this movie was made in 1995 because there's a ton of usage of maps. Yes. There's no GPS back then, really. 1996. Sorry, 1996. I mean, it was probably filmed in 95, though. That's a good point. So, yeah. you're not wrong. Okay, yeah. anyway. But yeah, just every, like, Alan Ruck's character is just the map guy because he gets mad that they don't roll up his maps. They fold them. Sure, sure. Um, but the only other thing I had was a clip from The Shining Plane. That's true, in the drive-in theater. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, I guess they do reference the Wizard of Oz because they've named their machine that's supposed to help understand tornadoes better, mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy, one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a nod to, because they're in Oklahoma and they're, yeah. they're dealing with tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you putting that all together, because I totally forgot that the damn thing even <laughs> was named Dorothy. It had a picture of it. Yeah, it's because they even had a picture of it. Like, oh. oh, Ryan. Uh, but um, I, I did not put together that it was in Oklahoma. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any offensive jokes? That I did not. Me either. I will say there wasn't tons of just sitting around talking. Yeah. It was more of... Let's run and shout at each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, not a lot of time for offensive jokes, I guess. No. Something I did have a few of was some technology. Okay. Right off the bat, there was a windmill. It's a piece of technology. It does things. The wind okay. blows it, powers things, I think. I don't know. Um, you, you don't know what windmills are for? Is it power? Windmills I, are for power. Well, I mean, there are windmills for power, but I think on like a farm, they're for kind of like a notification system mm. as they use them in the movie okay to kind of test like oh is there a storm coming gotcha basically okay i don't think i really knew what they did <laughs> <laughs> i know what the ones in palm springs do okay <laughs> that's what i know what it, what happens uh did you have any pieces but like we said the beginning of the movie shows uh it's 1969 a child joe has this horrible storm at her house and her dad dies mm-hmm Allegedly. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Allegedly? He came back later in the movie as a rival. No, he died. But then they go to the present day, and it's a picture of a satellite, mm-hmm. and it's so animated. Oh. It was the worst, probably the worst uh, special effect mm-hmm. of the whole movie, I would say. I think that or the opening credit of the word twister would give it a run for its yeah. money. Yeah, they were both really bad. And and you kind of made a joke about it being very Harry Potter-esque because mm-hmm. of the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. But I, I definitely thought of Harry Potter when like the Twister logo came up through like clouds and stuff because yeah. that's how every Harry Potter movie opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much I had. I mean, they had a bunch of like, you know, similar to our Day After Tomorrow episode, there's a lot of science jargon being thrown around and you're just like, Okay, sure, I believe you. I mean, there's car phones being used and CB radios, but the piece of technology that I kind of thought was interesting were the sensors that they want to get deployed into the tornado so they can kind of figure out what's going on with them. They just look like the little plastic cases that toys came in. Oh, like at the grocery store? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. like in the little quarter machine. They did. 
Okay, so I got the gist of that these are sensors, and if it goes up in the tornado, they can kind of track what's happening, mm-hmm. allegedly. But I don't really understand what else is happening in that machine, other than it's just a container for those sensors. The machine had, like, a bunch of switches and everything, but it just seemed like if they just had those sensors and the tornado sucked them up, then that's all they needed. Like, why did they need a big tub with, like, other electric stuff going on? That I didn't understand. Yeah. And I also kind of thought it was interesting that Jonas's team, that clearly was well-funded because everything looked fancy, their sensors were squares, which I was just thinking, well, that's not aerodynamic at all. That's true. He stole the technology from Bill and Joe, Mm -hmm. apparently. Yeah, like a jerk. We're supposed to know this by Bill accosting him at the diner and going, you stole my technology. (laughs) There's a history there. They don't like each other. Yeah. That's all we needed to know. Did you have anything else or do you want to move on? I'm ready to move on. Our next category is called Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot the plot holes are funniest and cringiest moments. What is the plot? So I wrote two, but I'll just give you the first one because it's funnier. Mm-hmm. One woman's obsession with finding the tornado that killed her father <laughs> gets the chance to avenge his death when the F5 strikes again. <laughs> In case you don't know, the F5 is the crazy tornado that they end up tracking at the very end of the movie Mm -hmm. but it also was the tornado that killed her father so mine i wrote one yeah i go divorcees go for a drive and rekindle their romance but who's funding this they appear to be (laughs) amateur storm chasers and shouldn't have any money i i thought about that too but uh, i mean if we want to just slide into the plot holes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Slide into the plot holes like you slide into the DMs. <laughs> Gross. Um, they have one scene where they kind of establish that this would give them funding mm-hmm. if they're successful at it. And that's just the first scene when Joe, I couldn't think of her name for a second, Joe meets Bill's new fiance, Debbie. No, Melissa. Melissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just <making> Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. Is there a Debbie? I actually wouldn't have blamed you if you would have said meets Bill's new fiance, Jamie. <laughs> so I put Debbie down. <laughs> Where did you get Debbie from? <laughs> I don't know, but I put Debbie asked Joe an hour after meeting her if she's still in love with Bill mm-hmm. and if this is all an attempt to win him back. Does she think that Joe orchestrated tornadoes (laughs) to win her husband back? That's not how tornadoes work. No. You don't get to orchestrate them. Uh, What was your first plot hole? Right off the bat, Joe's childhood home has Mm -hmm. a storm cellar. Yes. Why didn't you guys go down in the storm cellar a little bit earlier? You guys... Wait till the last possible second, almost die trying to run outside during a tornado. And I'm thinking, her dad did not need to hold on to the hatch. Well, see, that's the problem, though. And especially in the 60s, that's the whole reason she is doing the work she's doing is because there's not enough notice notice for people to get to safe shelter. 
but my thing was is he's watching the television and right. they're telling him like this could be a bad storm blah 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 i'm like going you know it's coming why didn't you just go hang out down there and be like let's just go down there just to see yeah and wait it out like they waited till the last possible second i was like you can see a really bad storms outside sir Yes, but if he didn't die, then she wouldn't be able to avenge his death. That's correct. And go, <laughs> go chase the tornado that killed their father. <laughs> oh, God. I like the part where it was the second time that they're attempting to get this machine in front of the tornado so it can suck up the little balls and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Melissa is in the car with... And I said her name right this time. Well done. And I also wrote it right. Melissa's in the car with both Bill and Joe. Mm-hmm. And they get almost sucked up in a smaller version of the tornado. I don't really know how tornadoes work. So I just know it was a smaller cyclone. Yeah. When they get out, she's like, I'm not okay. Because <laughs> like, she didn't sign up to do any of this. She thought she was going on a drive with her fiance to make sure his ex-wife has signed... The divorce papers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's just thrust into this world yes. of, let's drive around all crazy and yeah. almost die. Yeah, let's go chase tornadoes. And, no, thank you. And then she's like, I thought you were being metaphorical about the whole chasing tornadoes thing. And I'm like, and you're engaged? <laughs> do you know <laughs> nothing about him? There was no follow-up questions? Like, what do you mean, chasing tornadoes? I chase tornadoes. Next question. <laughs> oh, you're you're mysterious. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you have any more? My last one was because, as you mentioned, that was the second tornado. I think this is the fourth one, the mm-hmm. last one. They get the idea to put propellers onto their sensors, and they use aluminum cans. Right. Where we, now we've watched tornadoes throw oil tankers. Right. Cows, homes. It would destroy and bend the crap out of these little flimsy aluminum cans. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Unless I, they're so small that it couldn't. And also, do we need more projectiles? No, we no. don't. And do we have time to do crafts corner right now? Like, Yeah, they're like, hey, there's an F5. How long did this freaking tornado hang around that you guys had time to do craft corner? <laughs> right. I, I think it's funny because there's definitely like... As we've mentioned, there's multiple scenes where they're kind of repetitive. Mm-hmm. So it's like sit around, have some drama, and then all of a sudden we got to go, 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 go. Got a tornado. And then we almost die. And then we sit around, have some more drama, and then it's go, 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 and almost die. I just thought it was funny that there was such a large group of people in this team when you probably could have eliminated like four of them. I don't know what four of those people did. I mean, there's the map guy, the, the person that's going, hey, we got a touchdown. That's about all you need. Yeah. And then you need the person driving the truck. Right. So, yeah, they just had a bunch of stragglers that were like, I'm doing stuff. I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping. Did you have anything else with the plot holes? No, that was all I had. Oh, I have one more that I want to talk about. So, we mentioned that Jonas, he's like the rival. He's got way more money, like I said. He has a fleet of minivans so you know he's rich he's rich um either that or he owns a soccer team right he controls so many soccer moms Mm -hmm. um he mentions 
in one of the beginning scenes when they're at the diner that Bill is really good at tracking. Like, Bill has a superpower. Mm-hmm. He knows when a storm's going to shift. Yeah. Or when a storm's going to touch down. So then, later in the movie, I think it's the third time that they almost die. <laughs> It almost die a lot when when they're trying to get Dorothy the third one mm-hmm. to be sucked up in the tornado because there's four of them. Yes, he and his team are trying to do the same thing, obviously. But Bill notices there's a shift, and he's like, "They're headed right for it. They're gonna die if they keep driving that direction." So he gets on the radio and he tells him, and he's like, "You're lying," even though the guy. What, what was his name? His driver? Um, I think Eddie. Yeah, Eddie was just like, why would he lie to us? He'd, he wouldn't want to kill us. And and he's just like, no, he's lying. But I'm like, you just said he was really good at his job and he knows when storms are going to shift. Yeah. But now you're like, I'm not going to believe him. And then they die. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought more people died in this film, by the way. Yeah, no, it's just like them. Yeah. That's it. It's just like the two guys and then everybody else is happy. I gotta imagine there was some casualties when they roll through the town, but hey, who cares? Yeah. The, yeah, that when it hits the town that her aunt lives in and mm-hmm. when it hits the, the drive in town, yeah. There there's definitely gotta be there gotta be a few casualties. Yeah. Yeah. What was your funniest moment? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um I, I did like the scene I I kinda mentioned earlier about Melissa and Bill and Joe are in the in the truck, and they're it's the second time that they're driving towards the tornado. And, uh, she's on the phone because she's a therapist, mm-hmm. and they just see a cow fly by, and she's like, I- "I've got to go. We've got cows." <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. And then a second later, like, "Oh, there goes another cow," and Bill just goes, "Nope, I think that's the same one." <laughs> just flying back just and forth. Flying back and forth. Poor cows. I liked when it's the first tornado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe and Bill are driving in the pickup truck together, and they're of course bickering because let's face it, they're getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah. They have sexual tension like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah. But Bill starts veering off the road, and Joe's like, "Can I drive?" And he's like, "No." And then she's like, "Well, then will you?" <laughs> and cue them almost crashing into the back of a tractor. Right. Yeah. 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 He's not good at talking and driving. No, he is not a multitasker. <laughs> what was your cringiest liner moment? You actually mentioned it a little while ago, and that is Bill and Jonas's epic shoving match <laughs> pull apart at the diner, where out of nowhere, like Jonas's sick burn to Bill was like, I like your weather reports. And then his whole like crew was just laughs like. <laughs> so apparently in this world, being a weatherman is a Ooh. laughable thing. Yes, because they're like, oh, you see, like almost like a sellout thing. Like you're not down here in the trenches. You're just like in front of a green screen going, it's sunny. It was just such a lame shoving match. It was. I thought about the movie The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And they get into like a shoving match at a funeral and Michael Keaton is like yelling at them, but he's whispering. He's like, be respectful. knock it off. (laughs) Okay. That's what I thought about. I was like, it was such a lame shoving match. It was on that level. Although this is trying to be serious. Very much so, yes. I, I do think it's funny that 
there's probably like well i don't know is this movie something that like weather nerds or people that are kind of storm chasers see as like they finally did a movie about us and it's amazing or are they like what the fuck is this (laughs) they watch it every weekend like bouncers watch roadhouse yeah (laughs) this is my life what was your cringiest moment (laughs) there was just a line that dusty said to melissa like five seconds after meeting her they're they're talking about how there's going to be a tornado and they're trying to convince bill to come Mm -hmm. and he's like no and then but then they say some enticing like oh but it might be this and this I, i don't know and he's just like well maybe but then dusty gets really close to her face and is like it's the suck zone and i was like gross don't do that Please get away from my face. <laughs> oh, God. Did you have any random thoughts? I, I had a few. Right oh. off the bat, this movie has so many flying cars. I feel like this is like Arthur Weasley's porn. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You're welcome. Do you think he has sex with this flying car? Oh, he just likes them uh, so much. <laughs> I did like Bill about Jonas said, he's in it for the money. My first question was like, is there a lot of money in tornado hunting? Yeah. Also, aren't you also kind of in it for the money? Because if they're successful in getting that machine to to work, mm-hmm. that they're going to get a grant. Yeah. So aren't you all kind of in it for the money? I mean, he like implies like the guy's like Jeff Bezos starting <laughs> a freaking online bookstore. Like, yeah. calm down. You both <laughs> like to chase storms. Put your peepees away. Yeah. It's just he... It's, he's supposed to be the bad guy because he's like, he likes being on TV and mm-hmm. he likes the cloud of it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. The last tornado, Joe and Bill are driving towards it and a gigantic tree kind of gets stuck underneath their car. Right. And this oil tanker is flying at their truck, but all it does is lightly tap the truck, freeing it from the tree. It's so nice of it. So then they can drive off and then... It hits some crap and explodes like a motherfucker. Like right in front of them. Like, no. Realistically, that's hitting the damn truck. You guys are dead. Yeah. You're being incinerated. That's very true. Yeah. I did like that. I was like, that's really nice of that oil truck to nudge them yeah. so they can free themselves. Go. Let me just go ahead and tap you. I, I do want to talk about Bill a little bit and how he's really not a great fiance because he brings Melissa to, to his cool ex, mm-hmm. who's clearly not over him yet. Nope. And is wrangled into the enticing world of tornado hunting. To which they they never really like clearly say why their marriage failed. Other than he left her. Yeah. Is it because she's really obsessed with it? Because he seems to be equally obsessed yeah. with it, correct? Yeah, I would say so. There's so many scenes and we've talked about how it's just continuously like, there's a storm coming. Everybody run. Somebody do a line of coke because everybody's... <laughs> So excited. Everybody's so excited for the storm. Mm -hmm. He's just like, okay, bye, honey. You go have fun with the creepy guy. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my ex-wife. Yeah. It's it's safer for you. I'm using air quotes. I mean, he does take her that second time and she clearly did not like it. She did not appreciate it. No, no. My last note was how after they have successfully managed to deploy Dorothy, Mm Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of nowhere. Right. And there's still a really big tornado in front of them. So they run to a farmhouse. 
Sometimes you gotta run faster than a tornado. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, we didn't know Joe and Bill past track stars. Yes. They run as fast as Usain Bolt. I was gonna say. Yeah, they're fast. That was probably the only scene that I found really unbelievable. Yeah. As far as like the storm scenes. They drove through a house. Yeah. I did think there was a good mixture of practical effects. They did show they actually drove through an actual house. Yeah. It wasn't special effects. Yeah, it wasn't CGI'd. Mm -hmm. But it was just, they had a lot of ideas of stuff that could happen. Like, they're like, storyboarding the movie. We'll do this. We'll do that. And then they forgot. And they got to the last tornado and they're like, crap, we wanted to drive through a house. We wanted to go into a barn <laughs> with some sling blades. We wanted to tie them to some pipes. Bring it all. They really were good about finding shelter in the place with the sharpest of things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think they're implying those people are serial killers because they're like, whose barn is this? Why is there so many sharp things? <laughs> I think I got everything. Okay. Yeah. You want to take a quick break and then we'll hand out some awards? Sure. Okay. Okay. And we're back. And now <laughs> we answer the question. Did this movie hold up? What do you think? So, I know we kind of shit on parts of the movie, and but I do think it was really fun to watch still. Mm -hmm. Like, right off the bat, it kind of just, you're already in action within like five minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's a little repetitive as far as like, <laughs> there's so many scenes of them just driving. Yeah. <laughs> like a train of cars just speeding towards... A storm. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to me because I'm sure there's a YouTube video, an honest trailer, where they cut it all together, where it just seems extra repetitive. And they drove. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I want to kind of Google more. it after yes. we are done with this. Mm -hmm. I still think it was a watchable movie and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. I think it did. I felt like there was a good mixture of good special effects and bad special effects, but... The plot was okay, the acting was fine, and it was, like you said, it was a fun movie, so yeah. I thought it did hold up. Okay. So that means we can hand out the holdup awards. Yep. Never changing it. Nope. Sounds like it's a crime. The holdup <laughs> awards. Our first award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give your award to? I gave my award to Helen Hunt as Joe. Mm -hmm. I thought she did a pretty good job with the dramatic stuff. Sometimes Bill would be a little over the top for me, so I kind of just chose her by default. Yeah. I thought she had more of a backstory. It was more about her, and he's just kind of there. They don't even explain, like, does he have a doctorate? Like, what's his deal? How did they meet? Yeah. Yeah, because you do bring up a very good point earlier on. You said about how there's a lot of people in the background that don't really do anything. I kept it with Helen Hunt as well. Like, I don't feel like there was a ton of people to choose from, but also she was the most developed and she did a good job in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The next award is the Scene Stealing Award, a.k.a. the Stanley Tucci. Who did you give your award to? I gave mine to Jamie Gertz. Me too. What? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I thought the intention of this character is she is written to be a bummer. 
and she's the new love of this cool legend and we aren't supposed to like her however she reacts to everything that is going on in the manner in which i would appropriately yes she's freaking out after the truck crashed in front of her when she was driving and is just shaking Mm -hmm. and then also i like the way she just dumped bill yeah and was like no i can get home myself I'm out of here. Yeah, and she's just like, I'm not even that upset. And what does that tell you? Yeah. She said. (laughs) Um, I agree. I thought she, looking back at this movie when I watched it when I was a kid, I think she's supposed to be like the lady from Parent Trap, the fiance, you know, like the the villain in a way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Jonas Miller's the villain, technically. But she's a nice lady who isn't into... Almost dying every five seconds. No. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. And these people are nerds for tornadoes. Like, they get very excited. I wish I could get that excited about something. I remember her character, but I thought she was only in, like, ten minutes of the movie Mm because she, you know, gets turned off by their sexual tension, like you pointed out, very quickly. But she was actually in a lot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, especially, not so much with uh, Helen Hunt's character. I don't think there was, like, a lot of cattiness there. I think it was more, like, it just showcased that Bill was such a shitty fiancé, as I pointed out earlier, that he had no, like, care in the world about his fiancé. Yeah. Until after she almost dies, like, twice. He was still in love with Joe. He's a shitty person. Shitty person. I can't talk. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah. We agreed it held up, and we agreed on the best parts. I know. Look at us. Yeah, it was a fun watch. It was. So, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to check out next week's poll on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We'll have two new choices that we haven't yet decided on for you to choose from. Yeah, but have a good week. And we'll be back next week. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.